Welcome to a very special episode of the Movie Propcast. Today, we are joined by Sean from Prop Store. They're doing the Prop Store Live Auction London 2022. Uh, it's going on Thursday, November 3rd through Sunday, November 6th. Very exciting. Uh, we've been thumbing through your catalog. You can check that out at PropStoreAuction.com. Uh, obviously, I'm Justin. This is Tyler. And we're just so excited to, to just look at just a few pieces that we can relate to from our podcast and uh, episodes that we've done in the past. But there's so much more going on uh, with Prop Store this, this upcoming weekend. Absolutely. We've got about 1,500 lots uh, up for auction across four days. So um, get the coffees on standby or the beers, whichever <laughs> is your preference, depending yeah. on your time of day, when it airs. <laughs> um, and we've got some really, really cool pieces here. Um, I love that they're from the 90s. That's my era. Um, I can talk about it all day. Um, and it's, yeah, just one of our most exciting times of year to offer all of this stuff to people who clearly love it as much as we do. You guys are like really living our dream because the premise is imagine you had a house with an infinite amount of space and filled it with your favorite props and you guys get to do that every day and it's kind of crazy. Yeah, this is the culmination of a year's worth of work. So we've got sort of 11 million pounds worth of stuff, uh, anything from Yoda's robes to Noel Gallagher's guitar, because um, we started doing music this year as well. So we've got iconic stuff from every walk of life, from the kind of quarter of a million pound Superman costume to a £1,200 ID. It's, uh, it's something for everyone. Absolutely incredible. Yeah, like I said, you're going through the catalog. I, I went through every single page. I can't stop. Like, it's just like something that you just you just look at and you're like, these are films that you grew up loving and, and you've just be able to say you own a piece of, of any film, even no matter how small or big. Obviously, Superman's costume is incredibly... That's amazing. That's that's like the prop, you know, of of Superman. Like that's the one. That's probably the biggest piece I think going right now. Um, but yeah, just I don't know how on a day to day basis. I mean, you you're kind of like like you said, you live in the dream. Like that room right there is is ex- is so exciting. I don't know how you can control yourself and just not be running. Around. I mean, obviously you see it on every day, so maybe you're a little numb to it. But if we were there, I don't know how we'd have <laughs> conversations with people. Yeah, it would be <laughs> no. it would be very exciting. We keep giving people tours, um, so we're, we're kind of in the middle of nowhere, and we have all these people kind of coming over like outside of London, and it's just like, okay, where do I start? And so we, we kind of like move them from one cabinet to the other, and just lead them yes. around, because like you say, it's like, oh. Right, that's, that's right. <laughs> like, where, think, where do you start? I think the one thing about props is a lot of people might not even realize it. Like casual moviegoers are watching these films and they're like, oh, that's a, these are really cool things. And they're not noticing a lot of this stuff. But when they see it like this on a table, right, it's just there and there, there's pieces and then they realize, oh, these are real things that you can own. There's always there's always a draw. There's always like an excitement for that because it, you can immediately identify a piece and be like, oh, my God, that's that's the Batarang from Batman. Like, that's that's amazing. Like, I just feel like that feeling is is universal for anybody who loves movies that's what that's what's exciting absolutely that's that's our target audience so anyone who has any kind of connection to these films the hope is that they will see these items and just immediately go oh i remember seeing that film with my dad when i was seven which is what we get a lot of people saying about the star wars stuff that they love um <laughs> or, or for me i remember seeing the mummy in the cinema so many times um i've lost count it's <laughs> 
a real nostalgia thing as well. Yes. And if you can get something that is so instantly recognisable, you can just be like, look, mate, I've got this in my house. <laughs> yes. Uh, so let's, just, let's get started. Obviously, there's some exciting stuff that, that we can relate to here from our podcast, uh, right in front of you even. Uh, we'll start with the Batman. Obviously, that is, that is Batman's Batarang from Robert Pattinson's The 2022 The Batman. And it, it's, it's, it's seen prominently, obviously, in his suit, uh, and it's on his chest. But this one, I know we watched a video uh, just a couple of days ago to just kind of get a little closer look at it, and it's it's so detailed. And obviously, if you you get you get to see it, obviously you've seen it closer than we have even in some of these videos. But uh, t- tell me how you how you acquire something that new, like you know what I mean? That movie just came out, released this year. Um, it, it's always you have props spanning decades, you know, back in time, and this is probably one of the newer props, I'd imagine. Yeah, it's actually really rare to get something from kind of a DC movie or, or Marvel, Disney, any of those really big studios because they're they're very aware nowadays of the value of them. And so they like to keep them in their archive if they'll do like museums and things like that. Uh, but this one, spectacularly, actually comes with a certificate of authenticity from Warner Brothers. So they've officially kind of let this one out into the wild um, with their blessing. Uh, I believe it was part of a maybe a charity auction. Um, so one, it's amazing to have something from a 2022 film, uh, yes. and two, to have that kind of provenance with it is just fantastic. Um, and like you say, it's incredibly detailed. Like all the scuffs that you can see in it, the um, tiny little screws. It's um, yeah. It's, it's quite nice to see it outside the suit as well. For sure. Yeah, yeah, I think that's one thing that that movie did really well was was keeping everything kind of grounded. You know what I mean? A lot of other, you see other Batarangs and it's like, oh, it's like a perfectly smithed, like beautiful piece of metal. Like, why would you even want to throw that? It looks too valuable, right? Like this, <laughs> this one's like, you could see somebody making something like this. And you, obviously it's it, in the movie, it's year two Batman. So he, he's, he's seen some things and uh, you can tell that that thing has actually seen some things the way that they've done the details oh, wow. on yeah. that. Yeah. It, it's, it's not perfect and pristine, like you say. It's, uh, no. it's well used. It definitely looks worn, and it, it's supposed to be made out of resin, but it looks like, even from here, it looks very much metal. The, so, the like, skill of prop makers is just phenomenal. They can make things look like completely different to what they are. That Those it's edges magic. look like knives. Like it looks yeah, it looks, oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, you'd yeah. Be, <laughs> I assure you I'm not getting cut, but yeah, they're, uh, on film, they're definitely... Uh, look like they could do some serious damage i'm gonna admit the uh, doyle he did draft this as his first prop well he drafted the whole suit so he technically owned that between the two of us and yes I'm in our in upset. our yes in our imaginary world of, of drafting the prompts in the film yes the batman suit did go first and we did throw the batarang in as its own you know because it is part of the main suit but obviously here uh, it, you know, it's a standalone piece, so that's exciting that someone's going to be able to, to get a piece of that film. Um, like you said, it's so new. How how far back do, do you know off the top of your head? Like like what's what's say like the oldest prop that you guys have going on right now in the catalog, or, or roughly give or take. Oldest prop. Um, well, we've got um, <laughs> not necessarily from a film, something that Marilyn Monroe drew when she okay. was twelve okay. years old. Uh, wow, <laughs> so that's what? quite when old. She was 12? Um, Star Wars is 76. Yeah, oh, the flare gun from Lawrence of Arabia, Peter O'Toole's flare gun. Okay. Wow. Um, okay. Yeah. See, that's, 60s. yeah, the contrast of that is, is just the difference in, it spans oh, yeah, literally so he, all the years. So, yeah. 
Let's move on to the fifth element. I know this is one of Tyler's favorite movies of all time. Uh, he, he loved this movie so much. He had the first pick in this whenever we did this because uh, he nominated the movie. But that hand wound up being drafted uh, second overall, just past really? this, just just after the four elemental stones from the from the film. That was that was I think one of the first overall pick in the draft. But yeah. the importance of the severed hand, obviously creating Lilu uh, in the film, and just it's the Mondashawans. That's actually the hand there. Those were some interesting creatures. Uh, whether they were creatures or they were people wearing armor, I'm still trying to figure that out about that movie. That was the one thing where. To, to create Lilu from that hand was a very interesting uh, process. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the title does give it a slightly gorier in, implication than it actually is. It's not actually Mila Djokovic's severed hand. Um, <laughs> yes. I got a bit freaked out when I first read it. Um, but no, the, the, the Mondos, I, I love them. They're just like all big and cuddly. We've got a full-size one um, as part oh, of our really? collection. Yeah, the only what? kind of known one that we have got. The only one we know to exist. Um, got a full one. Uh, it's labelled Jerome inside, so every time I come in, I'm like, hey, Jerome. Um, That's so awesome. But this piece, like you say, it, it creates Lilu. It is essentially the beginning of the, the fifth element. Um, and, Sarah, I don't know if you can get it, but on the kind of fingernails, you've actually got the yes. elements on them. That's awesome, yeah. That's, I love that. Which is such a lovely like... little detail. It's such a great detail. I like he said. That's one of my favorite movies. It's just like a, a comfort movie for me. And just seeing that they took the time to do something like that, like put the elements on their hands, something no one would ever see, and that's that's so cool. Very surprised at the detail. Obviously, looking at those creatures, like we said, like it is a very strange shaped being, right? Like the the, the bodies are so big, like they 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 couldn't. Obviously, you see in the movie, they can't move fast enough. Uh, they really should be able to move faster. Like I don't know why you'd. I don't know. I don't yeah, know how that creature survived for that long. Uh, but, but yes, the hand, though, I'm very surprised. If you look at the, the pictures, you can go to PropStarAuction.com uh, and see closer pictures of, the, of this hand. Very detailed. Like, I, I, like you said, like in the film, like it's, it's, it, gets, it gets a couple shots, right? Obviously, they show it. But to see that creature and, and see the intricacies of just the severed hand, I mean, it's, it's really cool that the details that go into that. Yeah, so just just like you say, a couple of shots, uh, it grows Lulu, and then you never see it again. Yes. Uh, it's, um, yeah, <laughs> absolutely beautiful. Uh, I love that film. I think my, my top draft piece for that film would probably have to be the multipass. <laughs> oh, multipass. <laughs> Those got multipass. Those did get picked in the draft, yes. He, yeah, Doyle actually got the severed hand, the multi-passes, and he got Jerome. He got a full Mondashawan suit. Too. Yeah, I wanted the Mondashawan because it, it is, like you said, it is look like, looks like a big cuddly friend. Like I, don't, I would befriend these these alien creatures, no questions. I wouldn't even I wouldn't even doubt it. I'd be like, yeah, yeah we're we're going out, we're gonna hang out. You're, it just seems like a nice, friendly character. So, yeah, I, that's awesome. Uh, let's move on to the in, in the in, or I say the Inception. Let's move on to Inception <laughs> and Cobb's spinning top totem. This one yeah. no brainer, first overall pick in our in our in our movie propcast draft. It, it obviously is the most important piece in the film. It's the most iconic piece in the film. I mean, mm -hmm. the totems were so integral to what was going on in the film, and obviously to keep everybody grounded in reality and try to figure out what you know whether they were dreaming or not. And uh, and obviously the, the 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 last frames of the film you're left to wonder like what is happening and it's all it's it's on this so this thing gets incredible amount of screen time it has an incredible amount of importance and it's incredible that you guys have it that's that's so great yeah it's um it's actually made of steel so it's kind of been hand handmade um really but it's 
sort of beautifully weighted. Um, I, I would spin it, but I can't with yeah, the gloves. No. <laughs> um, yeah. One of our photographers has managed to get a GIF um, on one of the online listings. So if you go to propstoreauction.com and go to this listing, you'll see it kind of just spinning perpetually, which is uh, quite <laughs> quite right. disturbing it's, to see. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I actually love that it. you can see the tone of the movie just in the design of the prop. Like, it's not a clean, polished top. Like, it's worn very much like the cities, very much like Cobb himself. Like you can see the tone of the movie just in the prop itself. And that's, that's amazing. Like my wife uh, got me a, uh, a replica of, of the top cause she knew I loved Inception so much. And it's, it's very much clean and it, it doesn't look like that looks. That looks like that came straight from the world of Inception. Yes, it's it's tarnished and ever so slightly, so it does have a little bit of an orange hue just through age um, yeah. and being handled a lot on set. But similarly to the Batarang, it's like you don't want things to look new and, and pristine. Like yeah. there's, a, there's a definite art to making it look used enough um, mm-hmm. and just make it just seamlessly fit into what it is that's going on in the action and the decisions of the of the designers as well. I think one of the most incredible things, obviously, that is so small com- compared to what you're, what's in your background right now, everything. And it doesn't matter how small or big, the impact is known immediately when you see it. You're like, this is, that, I think that's inception. what's really cool about, the, yeah, it's inception. Yeah. Like, that's it. That's the, that's the prop. <laughs> so you see that and you know, you take, it takes you right back. Like, similar to, similarly to like a soundtrack in a film, like you hear, a, you hear a, a song or something from a movie and it takes you right back instantly. You, you could see this out of context anywhere and go right back to that film. I think that's really cool. Yeah, and if you live in a studio apartment, it's probably more um, likely to fit into it than <laughs> yes. say a, a Mondo Shawan or a Dalek. <laughs> right. Well, that's the thing is like I don't think I would have any restraint. Like I don't I don't care how big or small. I, I'll I'll find a place for something if it means enough to me. Yeah, that's the thing, is, and I think that that's what's really cool. Uh, it's Prop Stores Try Live Auction. Yes, London 2022. Go to propstoreauction.com. You can see the catalog. Uh, let's keep it moving. I know that we want to check out the Jumanji tokens and dice from the board game these things look so cool uh and obviously the photos you guys have on the in the catalog they they do it more justice than the film does the film when you're watching the film the tones are so dark and you don't see the actual like the differences of the pieces in color uh it's these are amazing i I love these things yeah they're beautiful again just simply carved from resin um but they've been decorated so beautifully by hand um, you can tell that they're hundreds or thousands of years old from however old the game is. Yeah. <laughs> um, I haven't rolled the dice. I intend not to yeah. roll the dice. Don't, don't, do not, <laughs> do not roll the dice. from rolling the dice. <laughs> um, but you, again, other than the board, I don't think you can get anything from that film that would take you back quite as much as the dice and the tokens. So, again, as, as something to have in your home and to be like, that is, like... My childhood, like I saw Jumanji fifty times. Can <laughs> yes. um, you tell I watched films a lot as a kid? <laughs> yeah, for sure. No, yeah, I feel like it's awesome that you're so passionate about it. Obviously, you know, people people would be able to tell, right? People are, you know, they feed off of your energy whenever th- this is happening, right? So if you were just there saying, "Oh yeah, this is from Jumanji," and you had no relation to it, it wouldn't it wouldn't it wouldn't be as impactful. I mean, it's obviously exciting for for you yeah. and us to to look at pieces like this. I just I love that they look like they're made from jade or ivory or <laughs> yeah. stone and stuff like that. It's it's so clever. I've got the utmost respect for for prop makers and designers and all those guys. So with Jumanji being a film you've seen a lot, what would your first pick from Jumanji be if you mm. had to pick one oh. prop? Oh, the board. I mean, 
I mean, yeah, it's got to be Kaboom for sure. I, I just had to make sure. I had to make sure. And that did go. That did go number one overall. Obviously, it came with came with the components that you're seeing here, the tokens and the dice. I, I did see that you guys also are selling the. Uh, you guys are auctioning off the. It's just the outer piece of that. I, I the Jumanji, yes. the two pieces from that. Yeah, so it's like the face plate. So where it opens yeah. up like that. Oh yeah, Sarah. Well done. There we go. That was that was there. very quick. Yeah, very nice. No, that's that's exciting. So I guess did that come off of the box? Because in the film, obviously, it's connected to the box that opens up, and and there's there's the game board. I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out. Is that just like so a, they, like they a will have va- made multiples of okay. the different boards? So they made like just solid wooden boxes for running along with. Um, they would have made hero ones that opened nicely and had an inlay. They would have other other bits that they like. If they did knock it off the table and it broke the oh the hero one, like for yeah. the stampede yeah. scene or something, they might have to replace it. And so they would have had interchangeable bits that they could stick in um, and stuff like that. And so these are kind of just. I wouldn't say spare plates, but just plates right. that aren't currently attached to the board. For sure. Okay. Absolutely. Obviously, yeah, if you had, like, I, in, in my head, when we did this draft, it was like, it's you got the beautiful board, you got to open it a little bit, you got the pieces, like, that's a whole thing all together. But honestly, just having even one of those pieces, you wouldn't want to break the set, but just we can all pitch anything. Together. That's yeah, put them all together. Like, that's that's great. That, that is, that's probably, to me, one of my favorite. I mean, that movie was so amazing. Obviously, Robin Williams, rest in peace. Uh, the, the new movies... Don't necessarily do it justice. They're fun. They're a lot of fun, but they don't like when we went back and rewatched this Jumanji movie. I was just shocked to see this how fun and and good this movie. They don't make movies like that was, anymore. You know what I mean? It just doesn't feel like adventure movies. I don't know. They're not. They're not as fun as that used to be. And, and it was a little darker though. I will admit, when I was a kid, I thought it was a lot. Of, there was there's some heavy moments in there where you're like, whoa, this is pretty serious. But <laughs> yeah, uh, CG no, has moved on. Uh, oh, but in for terms sure. Of story, I think that's uh, it's pretty safe. Yeah, those those nightmare those monkeys those monkeys those CGI monkeys in that film were kind of scary. Uh, that's, oh, that was pretty was a scary. Stampede. Uh, let's move on to the mummy, uh, the the practical mechanical hominoptera key. This yeah. uh, obviously the books in our draft, the, the books of the living and the book of the dead were the top two picks. They're uh, they're they're, yeah. they're obviously they look very cool. We saw the videos um, with Adam uh, Adam Savage's videos where he was there and he was actually like holding it and and opening it and and thumbing through it. The, the amount of detail on the books. Absolutely incredible, and you have the Book of the Living there as well. Um, yeah, look at that! Oh my gosh, it's that's such Just a cool incredible. design. It's um, so heavy as well. Yeah, I mean, yes. I don't know if you've held one of our catalogs recently. They're pretty heavy, but that is something else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's what really blew me away. Is like the mechanical, like the, the it actually opens up. Like it's a real. They, they didn't mess around. This wasn't just for show the great thing about this one is that is it's a hero um sorry we've deviated to the to the no it's fine yeah Um, (laughs) it is a a hero one it was made to be opened they would have also had lightweight ones so i think a couple of years ago when we had the book of the dead we had the stunt one as well so it was like all squishy so when they were running around they didn't break something that probably took someone months to create right so we we wanted this one obviously we want to look a close little bit closer at the key because yeah. as far as importance i mean this thing to the film it drove the entire movie like they found the map in there it really just gets them in trouble pretty much the entire movie until at the end <laughs> it saves them so it, it yeah it kind of it, it it obviously they get the map they wind up taking it there uh it opens up the book of the dead uh, I think it even opens up Imhotep's sarcophagus right isn't that yep. also yep. The, yeah. it is the key to the film quite literally yes um, yeah but what what I love about it is that it's it's metal. It's not resin. We've mm-hmm. not uh, not cheated on this one. It has got incredible <laughs> detail on it, like those... literally on every single side. 
I wonder if there was like research that went into what engravings they put. That, True, I, I'm sure you don't know. Getting about. it translated. So, <laughs> I, I, after watching the movie, I'm okay not knowing. Yeah, that's yeah. probably whatever it is. Best, don't right? say it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but if you're ready, I'm always scared about oh, doing. Oh, things. you're going for it. Yeah, that's that, that's Ooh. dangerous. That's a dangerous game. Uh, <laughs> there wow, go. that's awesome. Yay. I'm glad that there's not a map inside waiting for us right now. Right, yeah. yeah. Got to follow it, right? We'd have to. Uh, no, that, that's actually, like you said, the weight to these things, it's it's so much different than especially if it's just for show or just something like that. Like the fact that that's an operational unit, like that could be sold away from the movie. Like you didn't even know that that has, has anything to do with the mummy. Somebody would buy this just based off craftsmanship alone because it's such a cool looking piece. And I think that's what's yeah. exciting about that is, again, it's also, identifiable because of the film. Well. Yeah, for sure. That's that's oh my gosh like that it that just to, looks like a historical piece <laughs> right that's what's exciting about that and then also the fact that it, it is paired at, at, with the book at the same time and they like I, I read I, obviously if you watch the video uh, Adam Savage you can check it out on YouTube they they talk about it that, that they came from two different places and they're back this year together uh, that's that's actually a pretty incredible story yeah the we do get quite a lot of coincidences like that and like part of the excitement of putting together the auction is kind of going oh what else are we going to get from from this film like this year that we can like go oh look we've got this and this so like we've got a model miniature johnny five robot from short circuit Two. oh no and then in la we've got the full-size johnny five um robot from number one wow. that that uh, movie is like one of my guilty pleasures like no one like I was born that movie came out like when I was born and I watched it way too many times coming up and you just got me so excited that was <laughs> oh I think Sarah's gonna try and pan in on uh, our our little Johnny Five it's the Prop Store Live Auction London 22 if anybody wants to know uh, it's prop, propstoreauction.com you can get more information check out the catalog and just be as as giddy as we are to just thumb through oh, everything. Oh my gosh, my that's amazing. God. That's so good. That's uh, for so people good. listening to the podcast, it's panning over. Obviously, <laughs> you can check it out. There's, you can watch the video on our YouTube channel, uh, Movie Propcast on YouTube. You could you could uh, tune in and see what we're looking at. It's just incredible just to see everything and the hoverboards in the background from Back to the Future uh, Two. This is I'm I'm losing my mind. This yeah, is crazy. Yeah, we get we get it. <laughs> um, so <laughs> you wouldn't happen to know? Do you, would is there some type of record of if that's the only Hamanoptera key, like the metal key that was made, or do you think there are more heavy metal keys made? Uh, I believe they would have made a couple of those. Okay, um, I didn't know if they made like just mm-hmm. one metal and then a couple of like lightweight ones. I doubt they would have risked even in yeah. the late nineties um, only okay. having one. But it's awesome. yeah, it's the the first one we've seen. So uh, let's move on to to something that I, I, excites me. Obviously, anything Spider Man related, I'm all in. Uh, but this is the uh, light up Green Goblin pumpkin bomb. Uh, Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin, absolutely iconic. Uh, and honestly, I I, I don't want to go out. I'm going to go on a limb and just say I think it's probably as far as movie Spider Man. Got to be his best villain, I think, personally. Uh, obviously, he was the first villain in Spider-Man 1, Tobey Maguire's. So good that they brought him back into the MCU uh, in Spider-Man No Way Home, and he stole the show again. Uh, God. It's amazing. Uh, that, that, that whole movie was just incredible. Uh, it gave me all the, all the, all the feels. Uh, that one felt really good. But this, as far as this pumpkin bomb, you, you remember there's this scene in the film where it's rolling in. Is this... This has got to be the one where it's like rolling in and there's just it's just it on the floor, right? And it's yeah. lighting up. So if I do that, oh, oh my gosh, God. I just That's got awesome. like a, 
I just got a flash of nostalgia seeing that. That's insane. Yeah, the that LEDs so ma- cool. really make this. I think for me, that's the fact that it goes over. It's it's that like you can just go in and look at it, obviously, and be like, okay, that's a pumpkin bomb for Spider Man. But the fact that you can light it up and actually make it do that. Absolutely no, incredible. I, I love it. Um, practical light-up props like this are some of our most popular things to collect. I, Obviously, if it was a static one, like a stunt one, still fantastic, like you yeah. say. Like, even in the, the trailer for the MCU one, it, his introduction was a rolling bomb yeah. coming in. So, like, that, that's his thing. Um, yeah. But to have something that's been engineered and still works 20 years later <laughs> is yes. brilliant. Um, it's so nicely made um someone's put a lot of time and effort into these um i can't say how many they made right again like with the time and effort that it takes to make them they wouldn't have been making hundreds of them for sure it's a very unique little piece i feel like what we're seeing now i know none of the most recent spider-man obviously oh my god that's so cool Uh, (laughs) every time you hit it it's like that's awesome i know you guys have uh, other spider-man artifacts you have suits um you have the mask of the the black spider-man the the symbiote by uh, spider-man from spider-man 3 yeah i'm just the new spider-man movies obviously in the mcu oh look at that that's oh my gosh I love, so amazing camp kudos to the camera person uh amazing uh this is Good awesome job, to, you're really taking us taking us around the room and this, this is really exciting um I, I guess the one thing now is you see tom holland in these new movies and he's in like a full mocap suit and you're like where's the suit you know what i mean like I, that's that's what's really tough about these newer movies is a lot of it's just cgi How's how's the increase in CGI usage? Uh, how's that doing for business for you guys? Like in these newer movies, <laughs> it's it's interesting. Uh, motion capture is definitely um, kind of visually, I'd say, it makes it really exciting in the films. There's a lot mm-hmm. more that you can achieve. Um, I think the the Iron Man is another good example. Like he started off having mm-hmm. to wear suits, and now he just wears dots. Yeah, um, but it's. <sighs> <laughs> It's the same with things like storyboards. It's all gone digital. So there's nothing kind of tangible to to have and to own anymore. So I I think it is a little bit sad that there's not so much real stuff to have anymore. Um, I like that a lot of films are going back to um, sort of real creatures, like with using prosthetics and stuff like that. Like drove me up the wall with The Hobbit. And I was just like, why did you not (laughs) use prosthetics? Um, But... there's definitely still a place for yeah. for the real suits and and stuff like that, and I hope and it's, and it's something forever. you can appreciate. Obviously, you see it in a newer film, and you can it, they're taking the time to actually put put into the props and and the, and the visual. You know, it, it's like you can kind of give them kudos to that. You're like, all right, I'm a little more interested. In you and, it, and it it does kind of make it a little more because like, it's it's. I feel like it's so easy to identify CGI now and just be like, oh, okay, yeah, it just it is what it is, right? But but when you yeah. see something real, you say, oh man, that's that's. The fact that you can just uh, somebody can hold it and it's like a prop that's out there in the in the universe, that's exciting to just know that somebody out there is it, cherishing that, it, or it's in a box somewhere. But at least it's somewhere. <laughs> like it's that's yeah. exciting. Especially if it's something scary, I feel like I'm going to be more terrified of of a, of a real dinosaur than a CG dinosaur. Yeah. yeah. So you guys don't get you guys don't get mocap suits uh, like screen used mocap suits. <laughs> like we have, we have. Oh, We've for had real? Them oh, really? From uh, things like Chappie. Uh, Terminator oh. 3, I think was the Sarah we had, the, the, the TX, um, definitely had a lot of stuff where, like, like getting up with green sleeves because yeah. it's been okay. CG'd out and stuff like that. Oh, so cool. we do okay. see it, we do see it, for sure. Uh, to wrap up Spider-Man, the Goblin Bomb did get picked fourth overall. I don't know, I don't know how that makes you feel, but fourth overall, obviously the suits, 
Go- yeah. Green Goblin, Spider Man, those are number one and two. Uh, yeah. The glider went just before the bomb. The gl- the Green Goblin glider uh, in the film. We, I, I mean, yeah. I, I, just the idea of having a glider is uh, is cool. I don't know why we haven't made one of those yet. We're getting close. I, I will think. say, like, <laughs> I I couldn't have that bomb because I'm still staring at it. Like, I would try to throw. I would I would try to throw. I've been real quiet during Spider Man. Like, I'm just staring at it. I couldn't have that bomb because I would actually try to throw. Like, I'd scare no people with it or something. Oh yeah, I, at least it, roll it. Give it the iconic roll, right? I don't know about throwing just, it. That would be scary. I, oh my god, that's so nice. <laughs> I'm, right. I'm like I feel starstruck. Yeah, he's getting, he's getting he's getting distracted. Let's let's move on to uh, the last movie again. It's propstoreauction.com. You can check out the catalog. Uh, the the live auctions going on. Uh, it's London 2022, uh, Thursday November third through Sunday November sixth. Again, propstoreauction.com. Uh, let's move on to Men in Black. This is one of my all time favorite films, and I know you guys. Uh, there's not a whole lot from Men in Black in the film, but uh, in your catalog right now, uh, original Men in Black, I should say, the first Men in Black. Um, you do have a lot more others other from two and three. I, I just there's obviously so many props in this film. The draft uh, these this particular prop, uh, the Agent K and J uh, FBI IDs didn't get drafted in our draft uh, because there is so many there's so many iconic props from the film. However, I really love the detail. Like, if you look at the pictures of this in the in the in the catalog, you guys do a great job of taking <laughs> pictures of this. Just the details. It's obviously Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones. It's got their like their headshots on there. I love that their ID, like their badge numbers, are literally like they're. I don't know. There's there's no real effort put into it. It's just the same number reversed. I think that that's really funny. Uh, I don't know if that's something that the prop designers did because they just wanted to do it or. or I could see them doing it, like the the Men in Black, just being like it's a it's a fake FBI badge or something, you know, just just reverse <laughs> yeah. the number. Like I think that that's really cool little <laughs> details, but those are those are awesome. Yeah, any any sort of IDs and stuff like that, especially from from comedies, uh, can often be quite tongue in cheek. Um, <laughs> so unfortunately, I, I can't verify if it was just uh, uh, having a giggle during the creation. Yeah, of them. no. That's all right. um, but definitely, when um, we've seen newspapers and things like that before, the random stuff they put as filler in newspapers sometimes is <laughs> just hilarious. Um, start writing essays about like, oh, so and so had this for tea, and. <laughs> That or they just repeat the same bit of Latin over and over again, yeah. which is really boring I'm, and unimaginative. I'm, but I'm definitely guilty of pausing movies to try to catch what yeah. stuff they write on the props. I've I've done that out of boredom before, so yeah, like it I, is hilarious. Like we can go back to Spider Man. Obviously, you guys do have a lot of Spider Man newspapers, right? And, and there's yeah. some iconic ones, like the ones that are spinning on the screen, and you see it. It's Spider Man. You know, like he's a menace. Uh, but but it is like you're trying to figure out it's a newspaper. It's not just one photo. So there is a lot more going on. But you're so drawn to the picture and the and the headline, and it's shown so quickly. That is that that would probably be a little guilty pleasure of mine if I were you, just walking around it for every little newspaper clipping just to see what else is going on. Yep, and inside as well. Sometimes they they uh, oh they, they even go that detail as well. Some of wow. them do, just in case. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah, uh, like you said, Men in Black is uh, the Neuralizer uh, went number one in the Men in Black draft. Just so just so you know, I know you, you would have lost sleep if we didn't tell you, but it's Neuralizer, Cricket Gun, uh, this was the top two in those films. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, not some sunglasses. Where did sunglasses come? Sunglasses. Uh, did we not draft the sunglasses? We did not. Oh my goodness! Looking, we we should have had we you didn't on draft the draft. A suit. Yeah, we should have. Well, what's well, well, Orion's? Well. Orion's belt did go th- third overall, and we were lucky enough okay. to talk to the person who actually made that. Um, she she makes jewelry. Her uh, her name's Heidi. Uh, she it, it was incredible to just talk to her, and she's she's literally not like in. 
she's done a lot of films, but she was never like in the in the the movie scene. She just kind of yeah. like happenstance. Somebody found her jewelry, and they said. This this is this would be perfect for, perfect for our film, and then she had been roped into a lot more films uh, since then. So she, that was awesome that was to go back. Brilliant. So if you go back and listen to the Men in Black episode of the movie podcast, that you can check that one out. But to see all these props uh, just right in front of you, and that the fact that they're available and they're going to go to to a, a, a great home, you'd imagine obviously somebody who's very passionate about these films. Uh, that that environment uh, uh, for the auction has got to be an exciting exciting place uh, when it's really going down. It's absolutely beautiful. Like I said, the amount of tours that we've done around here um, is fantastic. Um, we're going to be taking a few kind of, of our highlight pieces down to the auction room with us, which is at 195 uh, Piccadilly uh, in central London. So people will actually be able to come and see some of like these incredible pieces in person if they can't travel all the way to out where we are. Um, but even if people can't make it, they can still watch online, they can still bid online, like we live stream it, we want everyone to be a part of this, because there's definitely going to be some seriously exciting stuff happening uh, on uh, across those four days. <sighs> yeah, four days, yeah. I saw that it got expanded one more day, obviously it's because you guys are doing uh, another set of, you have music, uh, music memorabilia, yeah. that's, that's pretty exciting too, but that's just a whole other layer uh yeah obviously <laughs> yeah that's that's adds probably a little more a little more work for you guys but obviously it's still exciting to see a more a more iconic pieces of just anywhere across the board but music uh you guys a lot of, a lot of beatles stuff unbelievable stuff that you guys have and then that's really exciting yeah. beatles david bowie all good unbelievable I heard yes. david grohl too i'm i that's that's where i'm at <laughs> so it's a prop store live auction london 22 uh 2022. That's what 22. London 22. I guess it still kind of counts. Uh, PropStoreAuction.com. Check out the catalog. Like you said, you can sign up and 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 register to bid on these items. We'll be watching. Uh, uh, Sean, we're super excited and, and glad that you could spend some time with us here and, and show us a little bit more about these props. And uh, yeah, we'll be we'll be watching them closely. And they better go to a good home. That's all I got to say. I assure you. Yeah. I will, I'll, I'll vet every single person. Just check them awesome. there up the <laughs> All right. Well, well good luck. Uh, and and have, a, have a great, uh, obviously, have a great uh, auction. And uh, like I said, we'll be watching. Amazing. Yep. Thank, Thank you, you so much, much for having me. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Thank you.